everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Alex Bowman, who was recently the pole sitter for the Daytona 500. And as part of his uh, media tour, they had some extra time. And they said, hey, you want to knock out a 12 questions? So I uh, said, sure, absolutely. Let's do that. And uh, as he was wrapping up his media tour after a long uh, afternoon, I guess, of, of answering questions for, I don't know, two, three hours straight. Um, we were the, I think the, the conclusion for that. So let's dive in and take a listen to our interview. All right, everybody, we are here for another 12 questions with Daytona 500 pole sitter, Alex Bowman. That's nice. Yeah, I'll take it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so the first question for this year, and, uh, I'm still there. They got a little that messed up you I, couldn't type them out you're not a big typer guy this was just the like i just did the first one yesterday and i was changing them up to like the last oh, second man. but okay. now i'm committed so yeah you're locked in yeah okay so you have to pick one chore or obligation to do every day for a year but if you make it the whole year doing this you never have to do that chore for the rest of your life what do you pick oh i'm i think i'm gonna go with feeding my dogs feeding the dogs okay yeah i'm not big fan feeding them in the morning is rough Cause like you're waking up and you're getting punched in the face. <coughs> so if I could get like a, like a automatic something that fed them. And then like Finn has like all these medicines that he's on for his, his, um, his, he's got like some skin issues. So if like something could like automatically put his medicine in and all that, cause it's a process. Um, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Do those exist? Like do automatic dog feeders exist? I'm not, I'm sure they do, but not that could, put all of their meds and everything. In oh there. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, no, it's not that bad, but it's also when you, I mean, if I could just open the door and they would run and it'd be done, it'd be yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. That sounds good. Cause I'm always late in the mornings Oh, and it's like, oh, I gotta feed the dogs before I can go. Sorry, Josh, I'm going to be late to training this morning. So gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, can you describe how you are as a passenger in a streetcar? Terrible. The worst super car sick all the time hmm. yeah um greg and i went to pittsburgh last year um <laughs> for concussion stuff um up there seeing dr collins and greg took some super windy road and it was traffic and stop and go and he's a crew chief not a driver so you know how that was going but um yeah i was ready to throw up by the end of it i was super car sick it was terrible wow Cause, uh, so this is two for two on guys saying they get car sick. Cause at Logano was yesterday and he said the same thing, but, but not in a race car. Yeah. Like you're no. fine when you're yeah. driving. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's weird. I, I'm a terrible passenger. Like I'll, I have to drive pretty much. There's very rare situations that I can ride in a car with somebody and, and not feel bad. Wow. Uh, what is an app on your phone that you love using and think more people should know about? Man, I don't know. I learned yesterday I didn't even have the Twitter app because I had to do a Twitter live thing and I didn't, or Twitter spaces, uh -huh. I think. And you got to have the app to talk on that. And I didn't have the app and they were yelling at me and I couldn't download it fast enough. <laughs> um, I'm a big, I may as well sponsor the 23 car. Big DoorDash guy. Yeah. Big DoorDash guy. So, you know, you're welcome, Bubba, but... 
um, yeah, that that's my probably most used app. Do you get the pass that takes off like the yeah. delivery fees or whatever? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's when, where the value is. It seems like I travel so much that like when I'm home, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to be home. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it gets used probably too much. They're like, oh, this guy again. What the hell? <laughs> um, what do you do to make yourself feel better when you're having a crappy day? Dogs. Yeah. Um, free serotonin boost there. Right. But, um, yeah, that's really it. I'm, I'm not the best at that. Like I, I feel like I wear my emotions pretty, uh, evidently and, um, yeah, I feel like my dogs are probably the, the best thing for that. Um, they don't care how you run or how your race car is doing. They're, uh, they're always happy to see it. Nice. So, um, I've asked readers to submit dear Abby type advice column questions okay. and I'm changing it every week. I'm trying not to repeat the questions, cool. but, um, here's one that I picked for you. Someone said, as a recent college grad who moved away from friends and family to start working, I find myself stuck in a routine of staying home after work and focusing on hobbies like guitar, TV, movies, iRacing, running, etc. I enjoy my hobbies, but believe I should go out and socialize more. When you moved away from friends and family to pursue a career in racing, what did you do to get out and socialize with new people? How did you avoid getting stuck in the comfort zone of staying at home? Man, they, they, they're asking the antisocial person over here, right? I keep to myself probably more than anybody else in the whole garage area, but... Um, I don't know. I feel like my most social thing that I do is like chili bowl or sprint car racing. Uh, for the most part, when I'm at home, I'm at home or at my shop. Um, I'll hang out with the the race team. Sometimes I'll go to the shop, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a social butterfly by any means. So maybe the answer is that people shouldn't have to be pressured. They shouldn't, if, if he's happy at home. Yeah. Like I don't, I I feel like you have to go out. Yeah. I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything that says you have to by any means. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're happy, screw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another question I'm mixing up each week is I'm trying to ask about something pop culture wise that's been in the news. So an obvious one that's people have been talking about lately are these UFOs. Um, when you saw like the headlines and stuff like, Oh, there's UFOs get shot down. Were you thinking like, were you worried that the alien invasion's coming? Were you just like, no, nah, there's got to be an explanation? How do you, when you see something like that, are you, how do you view that? Man, I've been sprint car racing the last two weeks. You're telling me they shot down UFOs? <laughs> yeah. What? No, really? No. Yes. But, but I not no, aliens, supposedly. I have no clue. Oh, yeah. So, like, where? Uh, over Alaska, Lake Huron, Montana. Mm hmm. So like, but so they're UFOs. They're UFOs in that we don't, or the government didn't know what they are. The pilots of the planes didn't know what they are, but supposedly they're not alien UFOs. There's not aliens inside them. What was inside of them? They haven't said yet. So they're like other countries flying. That's probably what it is, but there's not an explanation. Like they said, there's no way that they could tell how it was propelling itself. They're like uh, cylindrical objects, right? Yeah. You probably think we're all pranking you in this room, but we're no, not. No, this is awesome. <laughs> um, 
What did Bloomquist say? Getting the cigar-shaped one, not the saucer one. Yes, I did hear that one actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I mean, he said he got abducted. Yes. Yeah, he said he he went up a couple times, right? Right. So, um, yeah, I don't want to get abducted. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there are aliens out there, though. Tom DeLong said so. Another trustworthy source. Very. Yes. Um, so the next one's a wild card question where I'm mixing it up for each person. And, uh, you know, you just signed a brand new contract as we're sitting here uh, very recently. Um, so what does it feel like to have people saying, oh, Bowman Bowman might be on the hot seat or something to go from. Are you talking about Jordan? <laughs> yes, maybe. Yes. You're a biggest fan. Yeah. Um, um but and then you now you've you know clearly found a home you clearly have stability that's got to give you tremendous peace of mind. Yeah, for sure. My career's been interesting, right? Because I feel like um, like we walked right into the win at Pocono, you know, with with Kyle blowing that tire. Obviously, we've been able to capitalize on some really late race situations, but um, you know, like when. Kevin Harvick would do it. They called him the closer and it was so cool. When I do it, it's, oh, you back into wins. So, um, it's interesting that that's kind of stuck. And I feel like anytime we've won a race, there's been talk of trying of, oh, well, he didn't really deserve it or this and that. And, um, but for me, like those trophies are still at my house, right? Like they're still cup wins. They don't have an asterisk next to them anywhere. So, um, you know, they, they still mean a lot to me and, yeah, I mean, working with Ally has been awesome. Um, working with everybody at Hendrick Motorsports has been awesome. Super confident in uh, in the team we have. And, yeah, definitely found a home. Um, you know, was not nearly as nervous as Twitter made it out to be. So um, it's been done for a while and glad to finally get it out there for sure. It was funny having a deal done listening to Jordan talk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we like to, we like to give him crap. So that's good. Um, in your career, what's the deal that came closest to happening that ended up not working out? I was supposed to go drive a really good Xfinity car. Um, and it, it didn't work out for whatever reason. I was supposed to run it like a lot, like most of, of a season, I think. Um, and I ended up, I just ran two races instead of, of a lot and we won the first night out. So, um, pretty close to, to doing that, but, uh, was, was really cool to, uh, to get my first Xfinity win in the 42 car. Obviously that thing won with everybody that ever drove it. So, um, yeah, uh, close to making that happen at, at one point and it, it just didn't work out. Okay. Who would be a person that you would be starstruck by when meeting them? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like we've been able to, I've been able to meet a lot of really cool people, uh, because of our sport and the people that end up at the racetrack or social media or whatever. Um, but you know, if Jennifer Aniston's listening to this and wants to come to a NASCAR race, I, I mean, slide in my DMS, we can make it happen. Should she go the Instagram route or I guess not Twitter since you don't have that app on your phone right now. Yeah. So. You got to go the Instagram route. <laughs> um, the, yeah. DMS are open for business. Okay. Uh, what is the single most important skill a race car driver can possess? Um, the ability to get over things really quickly, I feel like, uh, is the thing that I wish I possessed better, right? Like, I'll have a bad week and be mad about it all week or bummed about it all week or whatever that is. Like, I don't let go of it quickly enough. Like, I wish I could just switch to the next week really quickly. 
Um, so the guys that I feel like can let go of things really quickly, I'm, I'm a bit envious of them for sure. I can, I can relate to that too. Yeah. What life lessons from a young age stick with you and affect your daily decisions as an adult? I don't really know regular life lessons that I could think of, but I can think of race car driving experiences that have stuck with me. So like when I was 16, I, um, I drove for a guy that was like really harsh and super smart, uh, had, <laughs> had super fast race cars, but like if you messed up or made a mistake or overdrove a corner, it was like a big deal. And like, hmm. it was, you were getting yelled at or whatever. Um, which has made me afraid to make mistakes. Like I still will like, like just kind of like 99% it sometimes, um, just because of, you know, like getting outside of my comfort zone got super uncomfortable, um, because you didn't want to make those mistakes. So it's been, that's part of why I went sprint car driving or sprint car racing to try to like push myself outside of my comfort zone. Um, just so I could get more comfortable in that space because not almost feeling like you're not allowed to ever make a mistake. Um, and it wasn't just that guy. I think driving for my dad growing up was, was that way a lot too. So feeling like you're never allowed to make a mistake kind of made me feel like locked down and uncomfortable, um, when you're, when you're in that space. So, um, trying to train outside of my comfort zone to, uh, to get better at that for sure. So is it, like when you go night, cause sometimes, you know, you could go over the line too, if you're going hard. So like, but you feel like it's more hurt you with like the 99% part of it than helped, I guess. Um, depends how you look at it. Like, you know, I think there are situations that it's helped a lot. Um, but there are also times that like you need to go overdrive and, and like overdrive entries and be able to change things and, and push yourself to, to a different level. And, um, and it's like, that mental block of, of trying to figure that out. So it's been, uh, it's been cool. I feel like my trainer, Josh, and, and honestly, Scott speed has done a lot to push me through that. Um, like we'll go karting at GoPro and he's like, just bury it into this corner as hard as you possibly can. I don't care how you get off the corner. And I'm like, man, I'm going to look so dumb in front of all these people. I'm going way too fast getting in the corner. I'm going to completely miss the corner. And he's like, just do it. Like do it every lap. So, um, doing stuff like that's been a lot of fun. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Um, so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next person. The last one was Joey Logano. Um, he says, you know, there's there's a lot of drivers obviously coming into NASCAR showing interest, you know, whether it's um, the Trackhouse program or like Pastrana or whatever. Um, so if you could race any current driver in the world, but head-to-head, one-on-one, equal cars at a track that neither of you have ever raced on, uh, who would you want to go against? I think it'd be cool to go against Jimmy. Like, I feel like Jimmy's meant so much to me in my career and, um, you know, in different types of cars and racetracks that we've never been, been on, I I think it'd be really cool. Um, that are like Lewis Hamilton, obviously, like, you know, the results speak for themselves. He's, he's phenomenal. So, um, that, that'd be really cool for sure. I'd love to come watch that. Just let me know when that's happening. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm in. Yeah. Um, the next one is going to be with Chase Briscoe. Do you have a question that I can ask him? Yeah. Ask him, well, I want to ask him how much he's going to run a sprint car this year and why he doesn't run it more. Um, he's got like most of a sprint car program and, um, every now and then I'll go to a race and he'll be there. So, um, ask him why he doesn't race it more. Okay. I will. All right. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
All right, everybody, there you have it. And you know, that's one reason right there that I love the 12 questions because the personalities really come out. And if you listen to the one last week with Joey Logano, you can see what a difference in their personalities. You know, both funny guys, both, both personable, but they come across in a different way. And I love that Alex, it seems like every time we do one of these, he's willing to sort of um, open up and give us a little peek behind the curtain, that stuff about uh, how he he sort of grew up being scared to make a mistake and how that still affects him today uh, inside the car. I mean, that that's fascinating stuff that I'm not sure uh, I've ever heard before. So just things like that. Really appreciate drivers uh, taking the time to uh, share their thoughts on this. And next week we will have one with Chase Briscoe that uh, is one of the better ones, definitely in recent years, uh, a longer one too. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear that. So uh, I feel like off to a good start this year. Hopefully you guys are enjoying them as well. And of course, uh, got to give a plug for The Athletic here. Make sure that you are subscribing, not only for the 12 questions interviews, of course, that you can get uh, the written version and you can get the podcast version a week earlier than everybody else. But we have so much race coverage on there, um, not only for NASCAR, but now for Formula One as well. So um, please uh, take a moment to subscribe and you can go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions just the number one, two questions uh, to see the latest deal. Anyway, thanks so much as always for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the 12 questions podcast.